we were like, wow, this is this is a lot bigger than both of us, right? Like being able to channel this source energy in some way or get this message to these people. Welcome to Diaries of a Witch podcast. You're in the right place if you're looking to manifest your soul's desires. I'm your host, Angelica Krejci. I'm a spiritual business mentor, astrologer, and high priestess of Hades. Each week, I'll be sharing tools, stories, and concepts that will help you manifest your legacy. Let's get started with the next entry in our diary. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode. Today is Tuesday, October 18th as I'm recording this, which means we are so close to Halloween. We are just a little under two weeks away from Halloween and I'm so, so excited. Um... Something that I wanted to just mention at the top of this episode, it's a topic that we were discussing in my Discord server recently um, around the idea of Halloween and feeling like you're missing out on the being in the present moment of the experience. Um, and so I did just want to remind anybody that might be feeling that way, that might be feeling like they can't really enjoy the season because maybe they have to work or they have to do family stuff or they just can't, you know, fully immerse in the Halloween energy. I want to let you know that that is impossible. It is absolutely 100% impossible to immerse yourself in something that doesn't really exist, right? Because like, yes, there's the reason that we celebrate Halloween, which has to do with the veil thinning, it has to do with ancestral veneration, with celebrating Persephone, coming back into the underworld. You know, there's so many uh, different myths and stories and tales that celebrate this final harvest of Halloween and Samhain and, you know, All Souls, All Saints Day. Um, And just know that the idea of, like, Halloween and the ghosts and, like, the vibe and the aesthetic and, like, even all the actual real traditions of, you know, all everything we just mentioned, it's hard and nearly impossible to do it all and to completely exist and live in that energy. It's just like, it, again, it's just almost impossible, right? So don't compare yourself to unrealistic ideas and, and ideals around what Halloween should be. Um, like, take it from me. I literally live in Salem, Salem, Massachusetts. We get so many tourists this time of year. We, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's it's literally, it's a lot, right? Um, and so I, like even I, who my job is to work with spiritual businesses, help helping them with content marketing and business strategy, as well as, you know, running my own witchcraft discord server, doing Halloween and Hades events and things like that. Like I also feel that way. I go like, oh my goodness, I haven't started even thinking about what I'm going to do for ancestral veneration this year. I haven't even started planning my menu for Halloween or the days leading up to Halloween of what I'm going to make. I usually make like, um, or I usually try to make some sort of underworld-themed meal, and sometimes I like to have a dinner party and that sort of thing, right? I'm like, I haven't even started thinking about those things or doing those things or, you know, whatever it, whatever it is. Um, and honestly, all of that is helpful if it's helpful to you. So basically, if you enjoy and truly take 
pleasure and love and, and ritual from doing things like that, watching Halloween movies, planning parties, you know, whatever it is for you in celebrating the holiday, sitting down at, in ritual with your deities and ancestors. You know, if those things are fulfilling to you deeply um, and they're important to you and they're fun to you, then let them be fun. Don't put your pressures on them. Don't pressure yourself to making sure that everything's perfect, that you've drawn everything out, right? Um, An amazing ritual can last 30 minutes. And if on Halloween night, at the very end of the night, you get to sit down and do one ritual after not celebrating the entire month and it's an amazing mind-blowing devotional ritual then who cares like that is the whole point right so don't ever feel like um you're not in the season or that you should be more in the season um because then that thought just literally gets you more and more out of the season right like it's it's the same with any manifestation thing right like if we want so deeply and have shame around the fact that we haven't gotten something yet and we're just like oh my gosh I'm so embarrassed I can't believe I haven't manifested this thing yet it's only going to push it further and further away and it's kind of the same with you know anything in magic and anything in ritual and devotion you know it's you're going to push the spirit more and more away if you continue to hold shame around it right so that's what I'll say um but maybe this episode can get you a little bit into the Halloween spirit because I decided today that I'm going to tell you all of my crazy stories, all of my strange happenings and tales from when I was a tarot reader in Salem, Massachusetts, right? When I read tarot professionally in public in Salem. And I really can't wait to dive into these stories. Um, So for context, I... Read tarot in Salem a couple different times. Um, I started doing it when I was in college and I wasn't like reading at a shop or anything, but I would just do like little freelance gigs here and there. Some of them were in Salem, some of them were not. They were like in other places in Massachusetts. Um, And I would essentially go to like bars and lounges and breweries and sometimes I would do like other events and I would read tarot, right? Um, And then other times, or sorry, that was in college. And then when I actually had my tarot reading business when that's what I was doing full time um, about a year ago or so. Um, That is when I was reading in person in Salem. So I read for the um, 2021 Halloween season in Salem, Massachusetts, and there was a lot of crazy stuff that happened. It was a lot of work. (laughs) I mean, anybody that does energy work or reads, um, you know, does readings in any way, or just does any type of client work, you know how draining it is to work with people and hold their energy and hold space for them. And then quite literally, like, your aura and, like, there's a part of you, you know, I don't even really know what part it is, that holds on and absorbs that energy. And it's just difficult if you're seeing one client a day or, you know, just a handful. But if you are seeing multiple clients a day, or in my case, when you read in Salem, you see a new client every 15 minutes for eight hours. And it is a little shocking. It kind of rocks you. It's not for the faint of heart. Let's put it this way. <laughs> and so I'm going to tell you some stories about working in Salem. Okay, so we'll start with a kind of cute story. 
So this story is really cute, um, but it starts out on a different note. So um, I basically get set, sat down with this guy who's in a Captain America costume. And basically how it worked at the shop is that we typically, especially like on busy days, we had multiple readers. Um, so we usually had like two, between two to three readers. So I guess like not that many, but there was like multiple people on staff that were doing readings. Um, everybody had like slightly different skill sets, but it didn't really matter because like people didn't go, oh, okay, this person's looking for this. I'm going to put them with this person. Um, but there were people in the shop that did different types of readings in Salem in October. Um, at least for our shop, it was like mostly tarot, um, and other quick types of divination. So some people did palm reading, some people did, um, you know, runes or like things like that, right? Like quick divinatory methods. Um, I did a little bit of geomancy when I worked in Salem, but um, it was kind of hard to explain that to like the tourist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, cool. So just do some dots on this piece of paper and then we're going to get your figure. And then everyone's like, what are you? I literally just thought you were going to read my fucking tarot cards. So anyway, <laughs> so all the readers had like slightly different skill sets, but we didn't have anybody working that day. Or I don't even think like that season that did read palms. Um, we just didn't really like have anyone that read palms. It's, it was kind of like there were certain shops that read palms and our shop just wasn't known to be one of them. I, I don't know. It just, we didn't like have anybody that read palms. But anyway, so um, the, how it worked is that the clients or the customers would go up to the front desk, ask if they wanted to book a reading, um, and then they would book and whoever was available or available next would essentially get the client. Um, and then sometimes there was like couples that came in or people that came in Occasionally, we did do couples readings. I absolutely hated doing couples readings. Sorry to anybody if you're listening to this that I gave a couples reading to. I don't think anybody is, but yeah, I'm not a fan. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like love readings in general. Um, not that I don't like them, but I just, you know, it's it's not my favorite topic to talk about. But then the layer of the two the two love the people in the relationship are sitting right in front of you and like there's nothing you know if you see anything kind of stanky in those cards it's just like you really have to be very diplomatic and like political in the way that you describe it right which was that was the hardest part but anyway so um this time this guy got sat down with me um his wife was sitting down with actually i think it was the owner um of the the shop and so the owner was reading the wife and then i was reading the husband at the same time um and so he's wearing a captain america costume he's really really excited he hands his hand he like holds out his hand and i was like oh sorry i'm not a palm reader i do tarot and he was like oh, well, the person at the front desk said that you could read my palm. And meanwhile, I knew everyone that worked there. They knew me. They know that I didn't read palms. We didn't even have a palm reader working that day. And if I remember correctly, like I said, I don't even think there was one that season anyway at the shop. And I was like, what? Because they, they would not have told you I could read palms if because they know that I can't read palms. And then he was like arguing with me a little bit. He's like, well, can you read them and you just not like to, or can you not read them at all? And I was like, I don't know how to read palms. Like, it's just not what I do. And then he was kind of skeptical. He was like, well, I, I don't trust you then. And obviously he didn't know anything about being a psychic or 
care reader or the whole industry, right? He doesn't know that there's different skill sets and, you know, not everybody knows everything. But um, he was like, well, I just don't know if I really want to go through this then. I, I, I was under the impression, me and my wife, that we were getting palm readings from the both of you. And so that's when I really knew that it wasn't the front desk. It wasn't um, a miscommunication on our part because I know the owner definitely does not read palms like he's not a palm reader (laughs) whatsoever he's like you know a real old school ceremonial magician tarot reader type of guy right anyway um and so I was like okay well let's just do the reading you know if that works for you and let's just see what comes up and eventually he was like yeah you know what I am here even though I did want a palm reading that's okay whatever like my wife you know She's over there. I see her getting a reading. So I'm just going to, you know, continue with this. So we did. And I could tell he was like a nice guy. Like, even though he's kind of giving me shit, like I could tell he was like a nice guy. I don't know. Maybe it was just reading his energy. And I was like, okay, this guy, like I have a message for him. Right. So I do the spread. And the first thing I see is just all of the cards that evoke children. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, do you have kids? Like, tell me about your kids. And he was like, I don't have kids yet. And I was like, okay, well, you're absolutely going to have children. And then I tapped into that energy um, because I'm not like a medium. Like I've never, I mean, I, I shouldn't say I've never had mediumship stuff. I totally have had mediumship stuff come through to me. And um, yeah, it's definitely happened. And occasionally in client situations, I will do a little bit of mediumship if very rarely if the um, situation arose back when, you know, I was doing readings as my full-time job. Um, But spirit children, like the people, yeah, people's kids that had not been born yet was always something that I was very good at picking out. And, you know, still to this day, I, I can always tell when there's like a spirit child around, whether it's mine or somebody else's or whoever's. I'm always like, okay, there's somebody here. There's a spirit child that needs to come through, you know, through somebody's family right now. Right. Um, and so I really tapped into the, the spirit child and I was like, okay, he's a boy or he has like at least a masculine energy. And, um, he was just telling me, you know, all about the timeline. And I was like, okay, well, you're going to have this baby really, really soon. I would say in the next, you know, year, you'll probably conceive this baby. I, I just felt really strongly that he he was going to come through. And so that was the message I gave the husband that I remember. Um, so he got up, you know, he walked out with his wife um, after both of their readings were done. And then I went up to the owner and I was like, how was that reading? Did she ask you for a palm reading? And he was like, yeah. And I, I told her that that was not happening. And nobody at the at the shop would have said that either one of us do palm readings. And then I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I said. And then the owner says to me, did you pick up on the fact that they were having a little boy in the next year? And I was like, what the fuck I did. I was like shocked. I was like, yes, that's what my entire reading was with the, with him, like with the husband. And he was like, yeah, that's all I talked about with the wife too. Like that child really, really wanted us to talk about that message because he was coming through so strongly. And he was like, yeah, I, I think I think he's going to be a Virgo or, or something like that. Um, and I, I was picking up on a really strong earth sign energy too. And I was like, oh my gosh, I told the husband, I think it was a Virgo. And then <laughs> And then he's like, that's what I told his wife. And it was just this weird moment where like we both channeled the exact same message. And I think, I mean, we'd both been, you know, in the spiritual world for a long time, me and the owner of the shop. Right. So it's not like we're like 
don't believe in what we do, right? But it was just one of those moments where we were like, wow, this is this is a lot bigger than both of us, right? Like being able to channel this source energy in some way or get this message to these people is bigger than us in this moment. And even though it's hectic and it's Halloween and these people are wearing like Captain America, you know, Wonder Woman costumes, it was really beautiful to be able to share that with them both. And, and I hope that they, I don't know what happened to them, right? But I hope that they did have their little boy and um, they were really impressed by the way that it all happened. So that was my first story. <laughs> um, now let's get to another one that I guess is sort of heartwarming as well, right? Um, so I usually read in the front of the shop, but I absolutely hated reading up there because I would just get all the energy of the shop. So there was essentially like chairs and tables at the front of the shop for readers, and then there was chairs and tables in the back. And I was usually assigned a front table. Um, I mean, it wasn't like cut and dry, but it was one of those things where when I started reading there, they're like, okay, this is going to be your like your table. Um, and, you know, if for whatever reason a reader you come in, somebody's already using this table, which probably won't be the case because it's kind of like your table, then you can just go in the back. So one day I did get there a little late um, and somebody was reading at my table, which is totally fine. I was like, that's totally fine because I absolutely hate this table. I wish I was in the back. The back had like a curtain and was just like tucked away from the energy of the shop and the energy of the street. And it was just so much easier to intuit messages um, back there. So I was like, oh my God, yes, I'm in the back finally. <laughs> and I could kind of hide back there, which was nice. Um, but anyway, so I got this guy that came in um, and he was really sweet. Um, he sat down with me. I read for like a couple people in his friend group before I read, read for him and he sat down and he was really serious like he was like you know to be honest I'm here because I have like a really you know life-threatening health condition and I just want you to be able to like basically tell me that I'm going to be okay and that's what he said to me and so I was like okay well this is you know this is a serious reading that I'm entering into and in Salem, it was a little bit like the Wild West because you would never see these people again. So, you know, maybe in my online client practice, I would hesitate to read for health situations like this. And I think that the majority of readers would um, just for, you know, legal reasons and things like that or just preference reasons. But, you know, in Salem, right, it's a little, it's the Wild West. These people are in costume, walking around town, you know, popping into shops. Like, I'm never going to see these people again. I think this guy was from, like, Minnesota or something. Like, I was, like, never going to see this guy again. So I was like, you know what? <clears throat> I am going to read for this person's health situation just because I really did feel like there was a message coming through there. And so um, I pulled the cards, and I was looking in the areas of the spread that, involved the health areas of his life. Um, and in all of those areas, I just kept getting similar cards um, and I kept feeling like this tightness on my chest. And so this is like whenever I have, um, it's not really mediumship, but whenever I have like physical sensations in like, would you call it clairsentience? I don't even know. I don't even really know. Um, it's always very physical for me. Like it's always like I can feel 
the areas in the body to which we're talking about or if the person passed away, I can like physically feel sort of the sensation of, of the area of the body that was compromised, whatever, whatever that is. I, I don't even know what that type of um, psychic ability is. And so I really felt like a tightness in the chest, right? And I was kind of getting that with the cards too. So I said to him, you know, is it something with your heart? Is it something with like specifically um, your blood? And he was like, yeah, it's it's both of those things. And I forget exactly what the health condition was, but he had to have like open heart surgery in a couple of weeks. And um, yeah, I think he had like some sort of a blood disorder or infection or something. And so, you know, even both of those areas of the body were connected um, and I could see that connection and feel that connection. It was so interesting and cool that I like picked up on the fact that it was both. It wasn't just one. And he was really impressed with that as well. And so we continued the reading and, you know, I didn't like, I don't think any reader can really see unless you're getting like super strong, you know, messages from it, what the outcome of a situation like that is going to look like. But I really did feel like there was a lot of joy and a lot of happiness coming out of the surgery and there's a lot of really positive energies around and positive cards coming up around it so I definitely assured him that you know he was gonna be fine and I think the fact that he was worried about it would you know it is sort of creating that that extra layer of stress and um he was like so thankful like I remember he like hugged me and he was like I just can't believe that you picked up on that I can't believe that you know you reassured me um and so you know, it was it was a true situation where it wasn't like I was just telling him that he was going to be fine just to tell him that he was going to be fine. But I really did feel like it, the situation was going to be resolved. Um, and yeah, it just like warmed my heart. So I guess that was another kind of cute little story. And I was going to say about that last story that I was really happy that I was assigned that back room because or I, I got that back room that day because it was such like a heavy reading and the person was obviously like looking to really like you know connect about something that was difficult for them to speak about and so for those situations I was like I'm so happy I'm back here and there's not like you know a bunch of people like knocking things over in the shop you know because the front re- the front tables were like in the shop right like people could like walk by and like basically eavesdrop if they wanted to which was like not ideal and I was just so happy we were behind the curtain we we're chilling that was the, the vibe so um let me tell you some slightly more frustrating <laughs> stories now um because I would say the majority <laughs> Well, I shouldn't say the majority of them were frustrating. I guess it was kind of a mix, right? Um, Because, like, sometimes people would be kind of frustrating and then it would end up working out, like, kind of that first story. Um, But, you know, I would say the majority of people, these are tourists. Some of them have never gotten readings before. Some of them get readings, but, you know, they see it as more of an entertainment thing rather than, like, an actual, you know, experience that they're having with a professional. Um, But... I had a lot of people that, again, right up at the front, you know, if I didn't have a reading, I would just kind of be like sitting up there. Um, And I had a lot of people come up to me and just like try to ask me questions. And I didn't really mind that. Um, I didn't get paid like hourly. So it was kind of annoying because I was like, well, you know, 
I would really appreciate if you purchased a reading with me and then we can sit down and have these conversations because technically I'm not getting paid to tell you this, but you know, what are you going to do? Um, it was like a situational thing, right? <laughs> like I was like, okay, well, I'm like literally here in the shop and I don't, I'm not afraid to tell somebody that I can't answer their questions. Um, but you know, if it's something small, something little, or like something that had to do with an item in the shop, I like didn't mind, um, you know, giving an answer to it. So this woman comes up to me and she's like, you know, looks really curious about, about what's happening and witchcraft and everything. Um, and she was like, so like, tell me about witchcraft. Like, I, I don't really, you know, I, I'm starting to learn more about it. And, you know, are you a witch? And I was like, yeah. And so we were talking about that a little bit. And it started out really, really nice. And then she was like, wait, are you Wiccan? And I was like, no. And she was like, what? But I thought that like everyone in Salem was Wiccan. And I was like, well, there are a lot of, you know, Wiccans or Gardnerians or, you know, whoever and that, that live in Salem. But there's more than one type of magical religion or group or, you know, not, not every witch is Wiccan, right? Like I was trying to tell her that. And she just wasn't getting it. Um, and she was just like, well, I, I just don't understand. And, and then I started to realize that she brought it up because she, I think she was looking like she was like seeking Wicca. And she's like, the reason I came to Salem is because I just wanted to learn more about Wicca, not like about witchcraft necessarily. And I'm just really disappointed that there, there just aren't as many Wiccans here as I thought. And I was like, girl, there are so many, like there's so many like old Wiccans in Salem. Like, what are you talking about? Like go anywhere. Like, I don't know. Like there's like so many like shops like that like why are you in the shop and our shop happened to be like the one I worked at happened to be owned by folks that were in Santeria and there was also um a lot of like ceremonial magic influence um so our shop was much more of like a botanica slash like you know golden dawn style magic ceremonial magic shop right um and so there was no like there's no like traditional witchcraft Wicca stuff going on in this shop whatsoever. And I was like, I like how you pick this store to like just load off on like how you're really frustrated that you came to Salem and that there was no Wiccans. But she basically told me that, you know, I should consider being a Wiccan. So it went from like her asking me questions about me and being like, wow, like I thought you were just really curious to being like, well, I, you know, I think you might even be a better reader if if you were Wiccan, because like, it's the path that I'm on. And I was like, okay, well, thank you. <laughs> it was just so strange. Um, this brings me to another, another weird story, which is kind of a similar thing. It was like somebody that walked in that just was talking to me. And it was this guy and there's like, you know, there's a lot of weird people in Salem, right? There's a lot of weird tourists, a lot of weird locals. It's just kind of the vibe. Um, <laughs> and so this guy comes in and um, he comes up to me and he just is talking to me about how I should not be using divination tools. And he was like, look, I really think that if you're professional, you shouldn't be using divinatory tools. And it was like the weirdest conversation because it seemed like he was one of those like spiritual fuckboy kind of guys. I, I'm sure you've experienced this in your life where like, you know, you, I don't know, you go to like your local witchcraft meetup or whatever happens and there's always like that guy in the room that is like 
I don't know, like he just thinks he's incredible because he's sort of found some sort of spirituality, <laughs> like sort of new age, witchcraft, spirituality, whatever he was doing. And so even though he has no credentials and he's probably like been interested in this for like six months, he can can try to, you know, he tries to give you advice or tries to tell you what you should do. And I'm sure like a part of it is like half flirty or like half trying to like prop you up of like, wow, like if you're such a powerful psychic and witch, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be using these tools. But it was just so ill-informed. I was just like, what the fuck? And so he was literally like, like, you don't need those cards. And I was like, well, first of all, I like tarot cards. Like I enjoy reading with tarot cards. Like it is, you know my preferred right um and I was just trying to explain to him that like yeah like some people don't use anything and some people maybe they get into a reading and then they stop using cards halfway through because things are just channeling through them but again I'm not really like a psychic you know like I'm much more of a tarot reader a geomancy practitioner an astrologer like you know that was like that's like my vibe the only exception is when I channel from Hades, right? But he's my patron god. You know, I do very specific work with him when I would offer those readings. And they're for very specific people, right? I'm just going to, like, start channeling Hades for everybody. You know, Hades would also be like, can he not? Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I only care about certain select clients that come to you specifically for readings from me, right? Um, but I'm not, I don't care about random tourists in Salem to, to give them messages or anything like that. And then I'm not, you know, I'm not some, the person that's, like, connecting to the people's spirit guides. Like, I'm just not that that reader right and so the funny part about it was that one of my coworkers was so annoyed with the conversation (laughs) because he just overheard it and was like this guy needs to go and so he literally came over and was like hey you need to stop talking to our readers like if if you're not going to buy anything you need to leave and so he straight up just kicked him out (laughs) and it was so funny and then afterwards I was talking to my coworker, and he was like yeah I was just getting so annoyed with him like it was just so frustrating trying to hear you explain like not up to me but he was like it was just so frustrating that he like you know insinuated that you shouldn't be using cards and then to just hear you try to explain to him why you do and for him to not get it at all and it was just so annoying and so a situation where I I got saved (laughs) from just being in a weird dynamic I guess and then there were situations where I would read for the entire family like the whole fam you know daughters husbands wives like sisters like the whole fam and these were always really interesting um I did appreciate them because once I kind of got a read on like one or two people in the family it was a lot easier for me to like you know, I I understood the dynamic, right? So it was a lot easier for me to be like, okay, so this, you know, card is definitely your mom coming through here. This is definitely this person, whatever it was, right? Um, But sometimes this made it a little bit more difficult too um, because some people would take it as like, well, my mom just told you that, right? Like I would, you know, tell them something in the cards and they would be like, well, you know, how do I know that you're not just saying that because you just read for my mom and my mom told you that or something like that. And half of these things are like, well, you know, there's only so much I can cover in a 15 minute reading. Right. And, you know, chances are, and this is true, like chances are your mom's not like telling me all your secrets to prepare for the next reading with me. Right. Or the reading with you. Um, And so that's kind of what I wanted to tell people is like, I don't, care like I'm just trying to read what's in the cards like I'm not trying to come up with anything or like try to put you know everything together you know it was helpful to understand what the dynamics were so I could 
phrase things in certain ways and talk about things in certain ways. Um, and I think any good reader has that part of them where they're able to pick up on the cues of this, the person's life rather than being blinded by the person's life. Um, I think that the number one thing that to develop if you're you know wanting to develop your skills as a reader or as a professional reader is to work on not letting details about the person's life lead you to conclusions but letting those details reassure like using those details to reassure the client that the other things that you're picking up on the more you know the things that haven't happened yet that you're picking up on are true for them right so I guess an example of this could be um, let's say you know that they work you know a nine-to-five job right you would phrase a change in work as a promotion most likely. Um, or let's say you know the specific industry that they work in from listening to them. You could phrase that change in the job, you know, as something that, you know, some jargon that you know about that industry, right? So let's say it's a nurse, you know, and they're, you're seeing a lot of changes in their job. From knowing that they're a nurse, you can pick up on the fact that okay, there is changes happening and it almost seems like they're going to be in a whole new energy, a whole new routine um, once this change takes place. Maybe they're getting moved to a different, you know, a different type of shift. Like maybe they're not working overnight now, they're working, you know, in the mornings, right? So that would be like a, a shift of the daily routine. Um, and so that's a lot more helpful to say to a nurse than to say, okay, you're going to get a promotion or, you know, if you don't, listen or don't pick up on the fact that they're a nurse, um, then you can just say, oh yeah, you know, you're going to get new clients or your business is going to change or whatever. And then they're like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't have a business. I don't have clients. Um, even though you can see that they're working with people and helping people. Um, so anyway, that's just an example of like how you can use, you know, folks, um, information in, in life details to strengthen the readings. Um, and so this is what I would do, right? Is I would take the information that I learned from the family dynamic and really apply it in a way that resonated with everybody. Um, and there was one situation where there was like an addiction going on in the family and it was the husband that was, I think he was like, I don't know what, I couldn't figure out what it was, if it was drugs or alcohol, but there was some sort of addiction going on. And it was so crazy because in every single person and family members reading it came up so strongly and even in his reading like his court card was the king of cups and I was like oh yeah of course right <laughs> like of course this guy's the fucking king of cups um but it was just one of those things where I decided because I figured out about it like the second that I read for his wife I was like oh okay yeah she's dealing with being married to somebody who has an addiction and I decided that at the end of like every reading I was going to bring it up um with a person and just be like, hey, I just want you to know, like, this is the specific advice about dealing with this person in your life, right? Um, and luckily the family members would like stand outside, so I didn't have to worry about like eavesdropping or anything, but I made sure to just drop it in at the end. Cause again, I didn't want like the whole family's readings to just be all about like how they're dealing with this person, their family. But, you know, as somebody who has dealt with that in their immediate family, um, you know, parent with an addiction, I was like, you know, this is like a big thing and this is a message that I want to be able to give and, and work with the entire family on if I can. And so I remember I was reading for like the youngest daughter and at the very end of the reading, I was just like, look, I know the situation. 
you know, is like she's the last one. So I kind of said, look, I see it in your cards, but I've also been reading for everybody else in your family. I know this is happening. And I, and I gave her advice on it. I forget exactly what the advice was, but I just remember her like thanking me so much. I think she's probably like 18, 19. Like she wasn't super young, but I just remember her like really thanking me and really being like everything else you said was amazing, but I really needed to hear that about my dad. And, um, you know, I was really nervous about reading with the entire family and like having you read for all of us because I didn't want you to like, you know, see him and see his cards and like think he was like basically a good guy, which was kind of harsh. <laughs> and I was like, trust it. I was like, look, you know, I read for the wife, then him, then his kids. And I said to her, I was like, look, I mean, you know, I read for when I'm here, I read for everybody. Like, you know, I'm not going to discriminate against people when they sit down. But like, I can tell you that, you know, I understand and I can totally see right through it. And, you know, whatever it was. <laughs> um, and so it was just so interesting. And when I did read the dad, like I, I was like, oh gosh, like this guy, this guy's an ass and you know, he's causing a lot of pain in his family. And, and again, it doesn't necessarily mean that if you're and you know, if you're in the throes of something like that, that you're going to be, um, your family is going to hate you or you're a bad guy. Like it doesn't mean that, but I could definitely tell in this situation that that was what was happening. And, um, it was very, fascinating to hold space for everybody and it was quite like weirdly healing for me um to be able to like see into another dynamic similar to what I grew up in and to be able to give advice like it almost felt like me coming in and helping out my inner child um I don't know. I mean, it's never really something you want to like be doing at work. <laughs> like you want to be doing in a professional sense. But um, and, and I do like, you know, I'm sure therapists like get actual training of like how to deal with that and deal with triggers that come up. Um, and I would recommend like to every tarot reader, every astrologer, it is really helpful to take trauma-informed classes or to take classes that are there a lot of them are held by mental health professionals um for coaches or for readers or you know whoever people that deal with clients um hairdressers you know so when things like that come up you know what to do and you know what the self-care is um as well as maybe like the do's and don'ts of like discussing it with the client um and a lot of it has to do with your scope but again right like it's salem it's october the scope is thrown out the window, you know? <laughs> and this is obviously why I don't read in Salem anymore. Again, it's not because I don't, it's not because like anything went wrong or anything happened. It was just like, it was just like every single reading and client knew that they would never see you again and you would never see them again, right? And so there was sort of this like unspoken, I'm going to I'm going to work through some dark stuff with you right now. Um, and I do think that that is a problem that occurs in the um, spiritual guidance, coaching, reading industry um, that I definitely have tons of experience with and think that, yeah, if you're a professional in this industry, knowing your scope, enforcing your scope, um, even in situations like this, um, you know, even when you're reading at markets, even when you're reading in public at corporate events, wherever you are, even if you know you're never probably going to see these people again, um, that's definitely advice I would give to myself if I ever did something like that again. Um, and advice that I would give to 
you know, readers out there and professionals out there, you know, be trauma informed, take classes, do tons and tons and tons of cleansing and self-care, really like take it seriously, like take it as seriously as if you were a nurse, right? Like, you know, when I, when I talk to spiritual um, readers and coaches about like, well, if you were working in a hospital for 12 hours and you came home, would you cleanse yourself? And they were, they all are like, absolutely. Like I would take those scrubs off. I would like, basically I would you know, either leave them at the hospital or I'd burn them or, you know, whatever. I'd really wash them. I'd wash the clothes I showed up there with. I'd cleanse my backpack. I'd, you know, really wash my hair really well. I'd, I'd do all these protection things. I would veil, I would, you know, so on and so on. That's the same procedure that I'd really, really recommend you do if you work in any client industry. Reiki, you know, anything, right? <laughs> if you're an esthetician, if you're a hairdresser, like anything, um, because it will, it will eat away at you over time. It will, um, really create like an imbalance. You know, if we think of like an, uh, what a hormonal imbalance does to our body, um, or like a gut imbalance or whatever it is, right? Like maybe you just, you know, eat too much sugar and alcohol one day and then like you break out and your stomach hurts, right? Um, that's like the same thing with, spiritual work is if you don't take care of yourself with it and don't, you know, stay in your scope and and get trainings that you need or set boundaries that you need with your clients, whatever it is, um, seek out the right clients, you know, a mix of all of these boundaries, then it's just going to eat away at you over time and you're going to create this imbalance where it becomes then even harder to cleanse this energy from you, um, right? Like, let's say you have a stomach ache and you have, you know, you're breaking out because of something you did or something you consumed or whatever it is, then you're obviously, you know, you're going to break out. You're not going to feel very good about that. You're going to put topical stuff on that's going to make it even worse. You know, this is just a random example. Um, you're going to try to drink things for your stomach, but, you know, maybe, or maybe you don't, maybe you just go on with your day and then your stomach hurts even more. Um, so it's the same thing with spiritual work. So get yourself a cleansing routine that you can stick to and really stick to it. Because I've noticed that especially when we don't want to cleanse, when we don't want to, you know, do protection rituals, when we don't want to cleanse the negative energy off of us, do the malocchio cleansing, whatever it is, it's because we probably really need it and we're holding on to all those negative energies. But it's almost like thunder and lightning where like, you know, when you're holding on to that negative energy, you know, like the lightning cuts through the atmosphere and then the thunder, like the air just immediately fills it up and that's the sound of the thunder. It's kind of like a similar thing with this. It's just the, the analogy that popped into my head where like, if you don't have cleansing rituals in place, even if that energy leaves your body in some way or, you know, exits you, it's just going to fill you back up so much quicker, um, you know, if you don't have that routine in place, right? Like if you, if it, if you let go of that energy, the lightning strikes, you know, this hole's been cut in the atmosphere, right? This sort of like hole almost in you is empty. It's going to fill up super quickly with that energy again, if you don't have, um, cleansing routines in place, right? It's kind of also like another analogy that I'm getting is like organizing your house. If you don't have house organization, your space is going to get really messy really quickly. Um, it's like the same thing. So just take the time to um, create cleansing routines, stick to them when you don't feel like doing them. Just know that 
that's when you need to do the most. You probably are holding on to the most other people's energy, um, but you just don't see it. You don't feel it or you do, but there's a part of you that, you know, maybe your shadow that is enjoying it and wants to keep it in your system. So anyway, some tips, right? <laughs> Ending with some tips for readers. I love it. Um, I know a lot of you listening are professional readers and are spiritual professionals in general. So I hope you enjoyed some of my tips and advice and just hearing the stories. Um, that's what this episode is really, is just the stories of me being a professional reader in Salem, or I should say an ex-professional reader in Salem. Um, but yeah, it was really fun to record this. I knew that this is going to be a really fun episode. And if you like um, more of this, I will. I would love to talk about this again because I think it's a fun topic. Um, and I will definitely... Like there's so many stories I could tell. Uh, I tried to give like a variety of different types of stories today. Um, but yeah, if you like to let me know. If you would like to work with me in this month of October, um, here's some of the ways that you can do that. So if you heard me earlier talking about my Discord server and, you know, probably in other podcasts about me teaching Hades classes and doing group readings and stuff like that, um, that is all happening in the House of Hades Society membership. I have two tiers of that membership. So the first tier is called Hades Moon Club, and it's where you get two group readings every single month. They're live group readings. I do them a little like a day or two before the new moon and the full moon every single month. That's the Hades Moon Club. It's $6.66 a month. And the readings are really accurate. They're amazing group readings. I do an astrology forecast um, that's about 15 or 20 minutes long. And then I go into about a 20 minute long tarot reading. I ask the group, uh, the live group, if there's anything in particular that's going on in their life that week that they wanted guidance on, like any areas of their life, and then that's what I focus on. So I don't go like into specific people in the reading, but um, I try to read for everybody's area of their life that they'd like me to focus on. So whether that's career, relationships, whatever that is. Um, and so the group readings are an amazing way if you want to, you know, get readings from me, get divination from me, um, and they're so fun. So that's tier one. Um, and it's just great if you want to support the show, support my business and everything like that. Um, then tier two is where I teach Hades classes every month. So we have one class and one ritual or spell, or sometimes it's like a long meditation or an EFT session or something. So one like community event slash ritual, and then one class every single month. Um, it's typically the last two Thursdays of the month, but November it's going to get shifted a little bit because of Thanksgiving and I'm doing some traveling at the end of the month. Um, but anyway, so join House of Haiti Society. This month we have Diana um, from I Got Five on It Tarot teaching all about mediumship. So I get to ask her like, what actual types of, what, what kind of medium am I? What does it mean that I feel things? <laughs> what does it mean that I, you know, feel things in my body? I'm so excited to talk about mediumship with her and she's an incredible medium and she's going to be taking us all through some exercises to embrace uh, mediumship and actually psychically connect to Hades as well. So that'll be fun. And then we're doing a big Halloween ritual. It's going to be on the, I think, the 28th of October. And it's going to be a really cool dress for success Halloween glamour ritual with Hades. Um, so if you want to do a little glamour magic, prepare for the Witch's New Year and um, work with Hades and, you know, spend time with Hades in ritual, 
the Halloween ritual is a place where you have to be. It's amazing. Um, so tier two also gets everything that tier one gets, which is, you know, the Hades moon readings as well. Cool. So that's House of Hades Society. Um, then I have Eclipse Elixir, which is my special eclipse program that I'm running. So basically how it works is every day for 15 days, you're going to get a video emailed to you. Um, the video or exercise will be maybe either an EFT tapping session, a meditation, a journal prompt, some sort of prompt that's guided that will help you kind of like sink into the energies of the eclipse, release resistance, dissolve any blocks that you may have been holding on to. And there's going to be some guided stuff where, you know, you're venerating your ancestors. You're working with your inner child at this time. It's also happens to be when the veil is at its thinnest. Um, and it's a really amazing, like the program is running at that time. And so it's a really amazing program if you want to, just like release all the stagnant, yucky energy you've been holding on to, release it and just feel a lot lighter once the veil starts to kind of build up again and we kind of get farther and farther away from the Samhain season. So it's kind of like this eclipse season slash like Halloween Samhain daily program. Um, and it's super transformational. It's gonna be incredible. I've been filming these uh, videos, these meditations. I'm almost done filming them. I think I have like one left as of today that I have to film. And I have cried during the making of these. I have cried when I read them or listen to them afterwards. I just think this is such a beautiful program. Um, and it's really inexpensive. It's $111. So it's, you know, a nice entry level program if you want to work with me, um, but you're just not really sure you know, what to do, you don't want to go into one-to-one -one yet, that sort of thing. Um, and if you're the type of person that, you know, especially since the last eclipse has been holding on to a lot of negative energy or just you've been feeling stuck, you've been feeling stagnant, you've been feeling like your inner critic is really loud, um, like you can't get anything done, you know, all those types of feelings, it's probably because there's inner work that you have to do that you're not necessarily avoiding because I think as witches, we try to do inner work all the time, but it might be helpful to do it in a guided way, you know, a guided walk through your shadow, a guided, you know, walk to meet your ancestors and release uh, generational stuff. Um, um, it might be helpful just to do it in that structured way and in structure you can really allow yourself to like let go and let go of these things I know that for me when I try to do stuff like that alone and, and on my own and build practices like that it is really difficult for me so that's why I did create eclipse elixir um yeah get in on it as soon as you can because we start next Tuesday Awesome. And then for the witches and the business owners that are ready to hop into one-to-one, -one, I do have spots open for one-to-one -one work. In my one-to-one -one work, we focus on how you can become your next level self and how that can really grow your business and scale your business super quickly. So we focus on content shifts and embodiment shifts that you can make right now in your life and business that's going to take you to that next level so much quicker. This is for 
for spiritual business owners, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, um, that sort of thing that are really drawn to having a content strategist and a business coach that is multidimensional, that has knowledge about the industry, that is intuitive herself, and that does use many modalities like astrology and tarot in the work that I do. If you would like to work with me in any of those programs or in one-to-one, all the links are going to be down in the show notes and we will talk super soon. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.